Eric, what do we got? Does this podcast 90? 89. 89. All right. GCP Power Hour number 89. And today we got a fresh face on. We got uh, Mr. Chris. And Chris is, I would say, our head mechanic. We only have two right now, but yeah. been around for six years. And then we got uh, Bo and Tim, who... Bo is our current install bay manager. Tim has been install bay manager a couple times, and I'm sure he was happy to hand that over to. Yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tim was great. Yeah. Tim's like the install bay manager father. Yep. Like the install bay is kind of his little baby. He, you know, he nurtured it when it was young. And he, he brought it alive and cared for it all the years. He just really didn't want it to be around. And, <laughs> and then yep. you know, I came in two years ago to assist him with the install yep. bay, yep. and he yeah, quick, that didn't last long. And he quickly just, uh, you know, here handed, you go. Him, handed him the keys. Here you go. Son, you're ready to drive. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I got a good guy like Chris working with me every day. Yep. And um, there hasn't been really anything we haven't been able to tackle yet. No. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, today we'll be talking about uh, just Install Bay, what it's like here at ZZP. If anyone listening is not aware, we have a full shop. We got six bays. We do full service on our on our vehicles here. We won't work on your random G35 bro who walks up to the window. Uh, but we do everything from just a little simple exhaust to full engine builds, full turbo kits. I mean, everything. So uh, if anyone have any, has any questions along the way, Feel free to ask those, ask some uh, general maintenance questions, whatever you want. We'll answer what we can. Yeah. We really specialize in bolting on our parts when you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Or if, you know, <laughs> you don't have the tools or facility to do it and you want a, a build or even just a clutch install or, you know, anything in between, really. There's nothing we, we won't do if we have the parts and the abilities to do it here. Um, and it's a platform car. So, yeah. If you yeah. screw up your F-35 clutch, bring it in here. <laughs> We'll make it right. Why does that sound like voice and experience, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, you want to get a little closer okay. there? Chris Caraway's got a Z3 kit. Sweet. Oh, Maybe. he's going to love that. I mean, there is not much better than taking a 3800 and putting a turbo kit on it. Yep. That is such a glorious yeah. modification to a car. Yeah. That, really, really, any of our platform vehicles. Um, LSJ entry-level swap kit, mm -hmm. 3800 Z3 entry-level kit. Um it's 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 big stuff when you I mean, get rid of the blower. An LSJ is already pretty awesome. You put a turbo on it, it's better. But like a 3800, I oh, mean, you, you think it's day. quick, you think it's fast until you put a turbo kit on it, and then you're like, holy crap, this is what fast is. Yeah, that was. And that then was your like, 4T65 is like, I don't like it. Sad. Well, I don't like it. To sad. be fair, if you're responsible and keep it at like 12 pounds. <laughs> And yeah, what, like and you. Then, and it'll then what last. Happens when the <laughs> it'll last one summer. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, my my stock tranny that had sixty thousand miles on it lasted, I think, about two months Oof. of daily driving, and that was with me letting off for the shift, <laughs> and it still just whooped the chain. Yeah. I'm like, what's this? What's this funny changling noise? And then all of a sudden, snap. Yep. <laughs> quick, quick, quick disconnect we, chain. We call that the quick release chain. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Bill Gatez, unfortunately, we no longer have LDKs. We are all out. We, they are gone? They are gone. Oh, so, uh, sad times. Big sad. Unless we find some magical other storage unit of someone hoarding them that wants to sell us them so we can sell them to you. Uh, they are gone for now. But we are working on 
block solutions. Uh, Al's looking into different sleeving options. You know, obviously we're we're going to continue to support the Ecotech for as long as we can. So we know that people will need reboot blocks, and uh, and it'll be applicable to our LTG platform, which is really in need of an alternative sort of a solution other than buying new and or used engines that are low miles and essentially trying to find one that's not out of round man isn't or, that wild or blown up the factory that way yeah i know that i chris i think you were tearing down one last year that had 25 miles on yeah, it super low and it was whooped already yep <laughs> I've pulled good running junkyard engines down and had all four pistons cracked. Yeah. Yep. It's really a gamble. And, um, yeah, the LTG is a fragile, a fragile little thing. Yep. Uh, Randy has a good question. What's your favorite slash least favorite platform car to work on? That's a great question for Chris. Yeah. I like the ATSVs the best. Uh, that surprises me. That is like 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag. I I still like them though. (laughs) Most of them are nice. Yeah. They're not rusty. Yep. They're clean. Uh, 3,800 would be my least. <laughs> Some of them are really, really nice, and those ones are not. They're, they're a gem when on. they come in. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's but, disappointing because the 3,800 is such an easy-to-work-on car, but we live in Michigan. But most so. of them around here are not oh, nice. They, yeah. They're so bad. Yeah. When uh, I've had Chris work on a few 3,800s. and. <laughs> 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 that's like when he's when he's in punishment <laughs> like hey chris i got this 3800 uh-huh. and it needs a he's actually got a 3800 project I, next week yeah <laughs> uh, monte carlo although it's from down south it's right from, super clean it's from kentucky it's from kentucky we got a really nice monte carlo uh customer griffin uh brought it in and he's got a really nice low mile l67 we're gonna swap into it mm-hmm. and, yeah that's a cool car yeah should be a good little project. Mm-hmm. Uh, just interrupting for a second. This uh, Dairyland LNF uh, looking to increase torque on a Z57 LNF on 93. Uh, he says he's only at 300 foot pounds. That seems really low. Um, cams yeah. will help a little bit, but I don't. I think you're going to probably want HP tuners, and you're going to want to scan it, and you're going to want to talk to Matt here uh, about remote tuning your car because uh 300 foot pounds seems really low for you for a z57 lnf that, that does and i guess another question alongside that is what are you looking to do that you want more torque you know any any larger frame turbo isn't going to have the big torque spike that a ko4 will but it'll carry out a lot further so yeah I, it, definitely uh the rpm that you're looking for the torque would be pretty helpful but that's uh definitely contact customer service so we can you know get more of the story on that and help you out Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's an auto too, uh, any of the LNF auto cars in an HHR specifically are uh, not great. Yeah, not they good. do not perform very well. We've we had one guy uh, come in for a full LNF build on his HHR, and it made like two eighty wheel horsepower. Yeah, Ooh. like I remember that one. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. And and I, Ryan always tells the story. Apparently, we had some guy come in for a two fifty seven on his auto HHR, and it made like 320 wheel when a you know you can make easy pass five on that so yeah you know just good old gm four speeds (laughs) yeah uh jake Beatty, sonic tune effect drivability absolutely not no it'll drive nothing but better after the tune and reliability 
not at all either. Uh, you know, we can tune the thermostat to open a little sooner so it doesn't run as hot because uh, they're electronically assisted. And just just keep 87 out of it. Don't don't ever put 87 in your 1.4 because <laughs> that's when it'll chip your pistons. Bl- Blake Williams, really like solid engine, though. Very solid. Yeah, Blake we're Williams actually getting ready to put together the Dragsonic engine here next week. And um, there's, you know, me and Al have talked about it a lot. We love it because it's iron and it's stout. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so small. Yeah. Nothing can flex. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. We tore that it's thing quite down. quite a compact little unit. After uh, a billion, practically, drag passes and dyno runs. Holes. Bearings look perfect. Yeah. Like, you could have slapped them right back in. Real crazy. Real crazy. Um, you know, we do a lot of engine building here. Chris actually does a lot of engine building. He's mm-hmm. built Tim's ATSV engine. Um, he's going to build the Dragsonic engine. Um, all, almost all of our LTGs, right? Almost all. Yeah. Almost all of our LTGs. Alan yep. Mayo's Camaro, Matt's ATS. Yeah. Ryan's wallpaper. Yep. Uh, speaking of Alan's Camaro, I think, hopefully, Matt is taking that out to the drag strip tomorrow. He uh, figured out some tune wizardry because it's got all sorts of parts. Uh, it's got an 8L90 in it that he's working with. You know, that's not the transmission that comes in the four-cylinder cars, so he's having to battle that. But that setup is easy, capable of nines. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. should get it done as long as everything cooperates. Uh, Randy had a good question, Chris. Yeah. How'd you start working at ZZP? Um, were you an enthusiast? Did you daily uh, you- drive? As a mechanic, what do you daily drive as a mechanic? <laughs> he actually I, just picked up a cruise, but it's not I've the got right a engine. Cruise, <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a Silverado with a cam in it. Yep. Uh, how did I start here? Tim actually convinced me. Tim Beak and Tim Cooling both. I did twenty years or so working on heavy trucks, and decided I wanted something different, so it came here. <laughs> yeah. We had a we had a mutual friend that uh, works on dune trucks. Yep. Uh, Ryan Langer, uh, Langer Racing. And uh, yeah, Chris ended up completing my um, LS swap in a V6 uh, Dune Silverado. So he did a... You had a V8 swapped Silverado? Yeah. Too? It was was pretty wild, actually. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, kind of a a bastard to put together. (laughs) Yeah, well, first off, I had one of our other mechanics that no longer works for us start on it, and he took months to not complete it, Mm. so I had to toe strap it over to Chris's house. (laughs) Chris fixed everything that the other guy messed up and uh, got it running, and he was like... He called me like within a few hours of me dropping it off. And he was like, I need this year van ECM and this year harness. And I was like, let me order that for you. Yeah, and Because it was a drive-by wire cab or a drive-by yep. cable for the V6. Oh, but yeah. But the V8 trucks of that vintage were drive-by wire. Mm, but yep. the vans were not. So we had to get stuff out of the van <laughs> to make it work. Nice. Yep. That's actually ideal. That's super cool. Yeah, it was like a couple hours, and, and then I had parts to him within like a day or two, and he had it up and running like ridiculous, like within a couple days. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, I was just like, I need to hire this guy. Like, this guy needs to happen. And it, there was, it took us a while took a to get while. him here, yeah. but um, he's he's been here for six years now, right? So it's five. Five? Five in December. Okay. Five years, so yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, big, uh, big V8 guy, Chris. He... Your, yeah. your truck's pretty sweet, and that's what, I don't know, That's I would say that's your kind of go-to. Yeah. Uh, you're not a four-cylinder guy quite as much as we are here, but. <laughs> <laughs> They've grown on me. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah, he's, he's got a, he's got like a, 
you know, mid, mid late two thousands, right? Oh, eight. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Silverado short box, single cab, mid travel suspension kit on it. You know, decent size cam. The sweet Sounds stuff. good. Looks good. So. That's everything it needs to do. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, Connor, uh, if you weren't here earlier, no, we do not have LHUs or LDKs. They are no longer. And Jake, uh, yeah, definitely do mods on your 2017 Sonic. Uh, you can make it louder, fun. You can make it turn better. I mean, we have brake upgrades. Even if you don't want to go crazy power, it's the Sonic, we have a fully stock engine in Ashley's Z04 car making nearly 300 wheel and it takes it all day every day yeah yep yep and, and, and we have zero worries about that engine failing as well mm-hmm. it's a lot it's a very comparable to 3800 yeah it's kind of the last thing you need to worry about when modding it mm-hmm. yeah yeah unless you blow up the bottom end yeah no real need to touch it yep. um and that the we stock bottom seen. end can blow up but that is pretty much only from 87 <laughs> octane and whoopings yeah so just don't run 87 octane in anything boosted ever. I don't care what the dealership tells you because they're lying to you so you feel <laughs> better about engine. buying something. <laughs> so you feel better about buying something that's supposed to run premium. Yeah. Yeah, so Chris not only wrenches on a lot of things around here, he also is very involved with the R&D processes that we have. I mean, right down even to the the kitting of, of parts and components and kits. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of times we, we hand a jumble of stuff to Chris and say, hey, man, we need directions <laughs> on how this goes together. Make this work. <laughs> and, um, you know, and Colton's been a great help with the directions on the kitting side, and um, he's worked with Chris and Ryan. Um, so, you know, it's a good team effort. But um, in the install bay, we do a lot, a lot of R&D stuff along with customer installs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you know, the R&D team comes up with the idea and it's our job to deliver it in a way yeah. and, you know, actually bring it to life on a vehicle and make sure everything is proper. Um, Chris has got a good eye for knowing when things aren't. Yep. And yep. Um, making sure we make the proper adjustments. So, um, you know, and I was, I was laughing with these guys. Not only do we work on customer cars, do all the race race car builds around here. Um, we also manage and maintain 50 ZZP fleet cars. <laughs> and none of them are stock. No, <laughs> none of them. Well. The ELR. The ELR, the Verano. That's only because we got the ELR like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, there's <laughs> literally, we driver. literally got to do stuff to it next week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. Like coilovers. Yep. And, yep. You know, this, and uh, I built the engine that's in the Verano, so it's not like. Oh, there we go. <laughs> See? <laughs> I mean, we even have a, what's uh, what's that Matt car that got a LHU put in it? He's um, got an Equinox. An Equinox. Yep. yep. An Equinox with an LHU in it. That like, actually would have been a cool factory option. Not that yeah. anyone would really care, but yeah, because the the two fours in the Equinox are awful. They are terrible to drive, yeah. and they they all burn oil, and they're all yeah, they old. all suck the oil out the PCV. <laughs> yep the the V six was a, I mean that high feature high feature V six from GM is a pretty solid engine. Yeah, and in an Equinox it gets down pretty good. But if they, they if they would have put the LHU or something in there, that I think that would have been good. Uh, Bill Kish Zoom's GTP currently has a stock L thirty six bottom end in it. Yep, it's working really good. We just did. Um, probably close to 40 dyno poles in it the other day <laughs> um you know just back to the install bay doing r&d stuff we have our new short stack intercooler and so instead of just 
putting the short stack intercooler and testing it on it. We're like, well, we got to test it without an intercooler. And then we got to test it with our old short stack. And then we got to test our new short stack. And then we got to do our full stack intercooler. So Ryan was slinging intercoolers on the dyno the other day. And I was hopping in there. Yep. We do five pulls, change the intercooler, do five pulls, change the intercooler. So, And it's not like that's a super easy job. Not entirely easy. I mean, it's not complicated, but, you know, it's it's you got to pull the whole blower off and mm-hmm. get the fuel rail out of the way and the wiring harness out of the way and put it all back together. But, um, yeah, that that car works really well on that stock bottom end L36 that actually Chris put together for us when we took the stroker out of it. Um, we were having a lot of problems with the stroker and we needed something we needed to get back to zero needed to get, go back to the basics and make sure the car was working first before we continued with the stroker project we were just too far off the beaten path yeah so you know me and tim and chris got together and we had a really nice l36 around here and we put the aluminum heads on that and as soon as we put that in the car it's been making low 400s with yeah. 11 and a half pounds boost so working really well and, uh, and to go along with that you know, contrary to some people's belief, we really do like to keep things as close to customer spec in all our cars that we can. Mm-hmm. So, you yep. know, while Zoom was working on the Stroker Bot MM, because it was a great idea, yeah. uh, when we figured out that at least what we have available now didn't work, go back, like you said, return back to zero what a customer would have and work up from there. Yeah. And we really needed that for an AB comparison too, to, you know, make sure, you know, the stroker project is still going on in the background. Um, but when it does go back in the car, we need to make sure it makes more than the 420 wheel. The L36 does, or we're, you know, why are we doing it? Yep. So end rant on the stock bottom end stuff. (laughs) I mean, that is, that is what we do. I mean, our cars run the same parts that we sell you guys. Um, you know, the only time that one of our cars will have a part that you don't have is because we're testing it so we can make sure it works before we sell it to you. You know, um, Ashley's, you know, like Ashley Sonic, my Sonic. I mean, we're always running some kind of prototype part. I mean, we just finally took a rusty bracket off my car and put one that was powder coated on it because it was the first one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Tim's engine bay is the definition of it works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What, uh, Randy says, what cars do you wish GM would have made? Mine would be a Cadillac SRX-V. Hmm. That would have been kind of neat. A little SUV with... Uh, yeah. What's what's their new uh, SUV nomenclature? Is it XT? XT4? XT5? XTS. Yeah. Well, XTS was a sedan. No. And then hmm. XT4 is their smallest SUV now that replaced the SRX. And then... It, xt5 xt6 and i actually really like the xt5 i'm not an suv guy but uh i think it's a nice looking thing and and same with the uh the buick envision i don't know why i just i think they look sharp and suv they are nice yeah i think you could get it with an ltg in it or some kind of two liter ls a little different i think which is their new two liter yep uh, Rhino Riggs says, properly bring back the Cyclone Typhoon, uh, typh- Typhoon, <laughs> blah, blah. LF3 or LF4, all-wheel drive, regular cab, short bed. That would be cool. I've thought of that. <laughs> I think that would be cool. The LF- I, would, I would daily one of those. Yeah. That, it that, is crazy, like, how much GM is against having an all-wheel drive boosted vehicle. I, yeah. They, they're... Yeah. One they just of, won't do it. One of the only manufacturers that just don't touch it. I mean, uh, Ford's been doing their... They're 
twin turbo V6 series in everything. Mm-hmm. The F-150s, I mean, it's in the Flex, it's in all sorts of stuff, and GM's just like... Taurus? Nope, you get uh, NA in all-wheel drive, or you get boosted in rear-wheel drive, or front-wheel no, drive. No, we do... There's a lot of ATSs that are all-wheel. Oh, that's we true. Do a lot of two-liters. Nothing with a cool engine, though. <laughs> <laughs> like... All right, I'll give you that. Like, there yeah, is no all-wheel drive ATSV. There is no... You know, all-wheel drive. You know, I mean, I guess they just came out with that Escalade V, which that really surprised me when they did that. I I was pretty shocked that it was all-wheel drive and not just a rear rear drive car. And then the what the CT5 V V Blackwing. Yep. You know, but they made like two of those, (laughs) and then they dropped it. Like, oh no, you're thinking of the CT6. Yeah. V, v Blackwing, Blackwing. <laughs> yeah, like that they, they made... specifically developed a really sweet 4.2 liter V8, and that was the only thing they put it in. And then uh, they made two, and yep. then they closed the doors. Yep. Then they're like, oh, ne- never mind. Equinox uh, did come in a two liter turbo. Uh, the later ones did, not the early ones. Matt's oh yes, twelve ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the LTG, so like sixteen, that kind of. Vintage looking yeah. one. Yeah. Um, the LSY Giovan, we haven't haven't done anything with an LSY yet. Uh, it makes a lot less power from the factory uh, compared to the LTG and the LNF. But I don't know if anybody's really pushed them. They're they're GM's new modular modular engine, so it's got the header fold design. So it's only got one exhaust outlet. Uh, we we're just starting on the one four DI engine that's in the second gen cruises. And that shares a lot of similarities with the 1.5 that came in the Malibu and the terrain and all sorts of other things. So uh, I'm sure we'll probably get there one day. But, you know, we're, we're just kind of focusing on our current platforms yeah, we're as do- of right now. dabbling on the ELR right now, but we're really going to push in the ATSV moving forward and obviously the Sonic as well. Yeah. Um, and we haven't absolutely got to a point where we're extremely happy there yet. You know, like we're not 3,800 level. <laughs> Yep. Well, we kind of are with the Sonic, but you know, we're going <laughs> to yeah. keep going. That's fair. Sonic's not a good example. ATSV. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot left on the table I on mean, that platform. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're still dabbling. Um, you know, and we, Tim's car just got put together with a, you know, some good fresh parts, and we're going to be doing some, I'm not even going to say, dyno testing next week. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Some um, dyno testing that everybody wants the part that we're testing on it yeah really everybody everybody's been blowing us up saying you need to make x part and we and we're making it so yep and we test some matt's atsv with good results yeah <coughs> but but Matt, his oh. car is not turned to 11 like mine is right. so yeah <laughs> we'll put him on a turn to 11 car and see what happens yeah uh chris uh, what would you say is if you can remember or recall, or maybe a couple, your favorite customer builds to work on? It's a great question. Ooh. I wish you'd have gave me a head up. <laughs> and we can come back to it, too, if you yeah, want. Yeah, let me think on that one for a minute. That's, that's... <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of really good ones. Yeah. There, there really is, man. Like, we see a lot of nice cars in here. Um, it's interesting because there's, a, there's the, the Facebook car community guys... 
um, that are out there doing it themselves and the guys we interact with on the forums every day. But then there's like this whole other sector of people who come and see us personally. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of guys that you guys probably don't even know. And there's a lot of very nice cars out there that we put together and they leave here making extreme horsepower. And um, nobody ever sees nobody ever sees nobody ever sees the last day with unless we unless we post a picture, you know, and I think a lot of guys also, you know, um, I see a lot of guys who back in the day bought a Cobalt SS, an HHRSS, um, or something of that manner who they couldn't afford a Corvette. Mm -hmm. So they got this. So this is their fun car and it sat in the garage for 10 years and they put miles on it here and there. Um, and then now they're getting tired of it. And then they, you know, so they, they find us and they come here and we totally. And they got a little more resources at this point. Yeah. yeah they yeah, got more resources too. and we totally give their car a whole new life and meaning to, you know, um, their build coming from a stock car. They normally come in and do a, a large build and, um, yeah. One of the most fun recently was that black HHR and the name of the customer escapes me. Douglas Frierson. That one. Yeah. A, a, a perfect example of somebody you would never see on Facebook. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So Douglas Frierson came in and he had, he's from Georgia. Um, um, he actually brought us two HHRs. His wife has an auto. He had a manual. Yep. Um, he brought us his manual first and we did a, uh, everything. Uh, <laughs> literally everything you you take yeah. the ecotech catalog and throw it in an HHR. and he said here give it to me nope. um you know he was really the definition of um no budget let's just make it the coolest hhr ever forged yeah f40 swap big turbo coilovers ported head cams yep. fifth injector um, yeah that really was a stock stock car and yeah. it left with everything everything like and we we pulled it in dropped the cradle and used nothing other than the cradle. Yep. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, he got ported head, cams, all, all, everything. Yeah, in fact, his stock engine stayed together enough to be running. It was a running engine, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and then, then he loved it so much that he, he brought his, <laughs> he, one. He brought his wife's car back, and we did it in LDK just because yep. he wanted a new engine. <laughs> and um, full bolt-ons on that, which was actually a very nice build, too. Um, yeah. That was a definitely a good one. I think uh, I'm trying to think in in the couple of years that I've been here, what my favorite to have seen was, and I think I'll have to think about that for a minute too. But I'll say uh, I'll say Frizzo's ATSV is, is one of my nice favorite ones. builds. Yeah, that's a cool ATSV. Yeah. It's a car that's potentially nicer than mine. And uh, he definitely has better wheels on it than mine, yeah, and it's a full catalog car. build. Yeah, you know, uh, good customer Jesse Frizzo. Um, he's got a black two door ATSV. Oh, and the paint is as a guy who loves detailing. Yeah, that thing is immaculate. Yeah, because yep. you you Perfect. can have black paint. Or you can have black paint and do it right, and he's done it right. Uh -huh. So like it's ceramic coated, it's perfect. It like every time it rolls in here, because it's been here three or four times to keep getting more stuff. Yeah, and you just it's one of those that you just have to kind of look at. You look at you and do. it's <laughs> like miles. You can look for miles into the yeah. black depths yeah. of the paint. Yeah, this last time it came, it was filthy when it got here. Uh huh. Which oh was yeah, unusual. yeah, yeah. He and hit we, some construction on the way up. Yep. We didn't even pull it inside until after we had washed it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was like, we're not even pulling this in until we get a full Colton detail on it. And then, you know, we'll plastic up the front and make sure we're not trapping any dirt between the plastic and the paint when yeah, uh, get we're it. working on it. And, uh, um, 
Yeah, that's a really good one. He's got all of the bolt-ons and the valve exhaust, uh, valve springs, cam, and he just came back and we're doing the aux kit. Um, ATSV guys, if you haven't got an auxiliary fueling kit yet, um, maybe you got questions or you need some help on it, hit up customer service at ZZ Performance or me personally, bo.c at ZZ Performance, and we can help you out with an ATSV aux kit because it is the ultimate fueling solution for an ATSV by far. <laughs> Chris is laughing about that. Randy's got a good eye. Oh. Uh, Randy, we we had a bit of a stench up here last week, so <laughs> he's talking about the Febreze there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Tim's, Tim's over here farting it up. No. <laughs> but yeah, ATSV um, auxiliary feeling kit. Um, speaking of Frizzo, we're actually running full E85 in his uh, factory fuel tank, and we're running f just normal E85 in the auxiliary tanks, which is going to make it really easy for refueling. So he can go to the gas station, take the gas pump, fill up his factory tank, pop the trunk, fill up his two and a half gallon aux tank, mm -hmm. pull out of there and floor it on a 40 degree day and not have to worry about fuel pressure issues. So what he does need to worry about those is tires. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Like that guy shows up here with some 4S Michelins, which is a great tire. It's, I don't know. I think they're like a 305 or something. They're on big. It. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, that car is like ditch to ditch when you floor it. Ditch to ditch. I don't even know how he drives it. <laughs> Hopefully he's got a drag pack at home. But I don't know. I yeah, we were talking, we were actually, me and Tim were talking to him about what we should do for a drag tire on it. So he has some ideas and we sent him our specs and what we like to do. Ooh, I have a, a unusual car that I really liked that was in here probably three years ago. It was that uh, Tan GTP. It had the really nice wheels, and he got the big brake kit with yellow calipers. Oh, that guy's been with us for a long yeah. time. Yep, and, and I knew that he had been around for quite a while, but that was just a super, super clean GTP. Well, you know it what it is. It looks like it's got 20,000 miles on it, Yep, but it has over 200. Yeah. Wow. And it's a it's, base, isn't it? It's like Bill it, Kish's I car. I think it's like a GTP, but... Is it? Bill but. Kish has like 230,000 miles on his car, and, oh, wow. it, and it's cleaner than Yeah, you'd have no idea. Um, yeah, the, it's the bronze Miss Metallic, man. That paint, it's I, it's not a color that I would think I would like, but yeah. something about it when you put the right wheel on it and tint the windows a little bit, yep. it's like... And it even had darker wheels, and I'm not a big dark wheel fan. And yeah, it just... That was, mm -hmm. that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, um, Randy, what do they call Nashville hot chicken in... In, like, Nashville. Is it just hot chicken? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but, man, I love Nashville hot chicken at KFC. Yeah, <laughs> like, one of my favorites. <laughs> I actually sent Randy a, a base model cobalt today because he wants to get himself uh, in on our race base Man, series. I found a, a, a um, G5 GT Ooh. yesterday. With the 2.4 or the 2.2? Two two? I don't even know. I don't even know. It was uh, it was on Facebook Marketplace, and I was like, man, if this thing. But it was from Michigan, so you yeah, know, I'm not yeah. buying it. Yeah, you go on you go on Marketplace around here, and you search Chevy Cobalt, and every single one has the entire rocker panel yeah. rusted yeah, you off. Can see the holes in the really bad pictures. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. Yeah. And so I extended my search out to down to Ohio because we got Erica's HHR from Ohio, and that thing is immaculate underneath. Mine's and, from Ohio too, and mine is nice underneath. Yeah, it's surprising. You get southern enough. And it's Ohio's not even that southern compared to here, but 
I mean, kind of. When we dr- did our drive to Tail the Dragon, we were driving for like 10 hours and we were still in Ohio. So <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. it is like, long. It is a big state. So it, it, it made sense to me because I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been driving for many hours and we're still like, we're just leaving Ohio. <laughs> so that, that explains why like my Ohio base model is so darn clean. Yeah. But yeah, it was 1800 bucks, five speed. Randy wants a sedan because he used to have a sedan. So he's uh, he's all about that. Uh, Fred, 400,000 miles. That's that's impressive. That's a lot. Is it, I mean, if it's in good running order, then uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, it depends on how it's been treated its whole yeah. life. If I could... If I could like keep a vehicle for for four hundred thousand miles, it'd probably be in still really good shape. But um, most people don't wash their cars. Mm-hmm. They do. They don't do underbody washes, and they don't wash them, and they don't, you know, maintenance them. So then they turn into rusty crap boxes. Yep. Oh yes, Randy messaged that guy. Uh, so the, getting away from cars because I know it's a, a big contention with a lot of people. Uh, Chris, what's your favorite tool brand? Oh, Snap-on. <laughs> yeah, we're, everybody's a Snap-on junkie. Um, I'm even of course, he's har- the only one that shows up. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's fair. True. That's fair. I mean, there, there, uh, there is a difference. And I think that might even be their slogan, isn't that, it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's so ingrained in your head that you're like, yeah, yeah, there's a difference. But, um, um, I mean, mine is Craftsman. <laughs> but I, I do have a mechanic and his name is Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love my husky tools, but for what I do in my garage, it's yeah. all I need. You know, I'm not I'm not wrenching every day. I'm not, you know, putting them through the abuse that these guys do. I've got a lot of harbor freight stuff at home that I use. Yeah. And uh, especially their higher tier stuff like Quinn and I've never used any of their There's icon stuff. There's nothing wrong with using Harbor Freight for getting into wrenching, um, but you yeah. do reach a point where it becomes a problem. And, and yeah, I, you have to start buying like a premium ratchet. Yep. Like yeah. I remember I, I was. That's where I'm at right now. I'm still I'm still a Craftsman fan, but I do know that Snap On is better. Whenever I borrow, let's say Chris's wrench, and I use it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> this is nice. There there is a difference. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, most of those are 20 or more years old. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Which is sweet. And I think my favorite part is, obviously, you've been in it for so long doing this that you need these things, but all the different specialty tools that yeah. you have that you're like, man, I wish I had a tool for this. And yes, Chris, and he's just like, oh, yeah, here, here's yeah. your flywheel holder that keeps it in place <laughs> and like all this other stuff. And yeah, you do have a, a quite the plethora of our platform vehicle specific tools. Um <laughs> It just makes your job easier, it and does. anything to make your job easier makes EZP more money, and you less sore at the end of the day. And <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I have oh, noticed I'll agree that with that for electric tools. Milwaukee, Milwaukee. for electric. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do have a lot of Milwaukee electric stuff. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that 4.3 has like come up like a record amount of times in the chat. <laughs> I know, I've never. Um, he, here's what it takes for ZZP to support a platform. Basically, one of us. One of us and ZZP employees that's passionate about their vehicles has to own one. Mm-hmm. And then when you own one and, and you realize like, oh, I need this and I can't buy it. Or I need this and the part that I need is like way overpriced. Then we talk to R&D team and they potentially make the part. But like not a single one of us has a 4.3 vehicle. So yeah. it, without having that passion to like pursue that platform, like it just 
just wouldn't make it. So, like, I'll be honest and say ZZP will never make 4.3 parts. No, no, not, not and, at unless, unless somebody no. we hire no. shows up with a 4.3 <laughs> and they're no. like, I'm going to engineer all of these parts and you guys just make them. But that's probably not going to happen. No. If so. you show up to ZZP with a 4.3, it would be like, why don't you have a 3,800? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can, the... can you 3,800 swap your 4.3 vehicle? Yes. You know how long it's been since 4.3 was popular, right? And we live in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. And, and the 4.3 never really came in anything cool, like no. a mod S10s. car. But yeah, S10s. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I know my Silverado, the, the, my Dune truck came with a 4.3, and it was a port-injected one. And that oh, yeah, because they were TBI for a while, too. Right? Yeah, they <laughs> had the spider injection, which was total hot garbage, as uh, Randy just said. But uh, <laughs> mine was a port-injected 4.3, and it was actually really strong. <laughs> but I, it didn't make the right noise for me, so I, yeah. you know fix that and um it was a lot more fun after that so and then you sold it yeah and then i sold it <laughs> as you do with all of your especially yeah. trucks yeah. yeah my sonic is like that's in for the long haul that's, maybe. that's your longest running car for quite a while yeah kind of i love that stupid car i love that car it's like, a good burger when it, whenever uh whenever i'm like ready to sell it i just take it to an autocross win and then i'm like all right i better keep it like that stupid car is it, so fast it it is shocking how well that thing does at autocross yeah it's like perfectly set up good tires good suspension yeah it works um one thing i do want to mention uh related to the install bay is if you do have a car here that we're putting together for you is um chris is always bringing this to my attention is we go above and beyond on so many aspects of a build that you might not even know about um for one being an example of uh our exhaust when we install an exhaust here uh we fully TIG weld the entire thing so it's seamless for free. Mm -hmm. um, where normally you would, at home, have to bolt it together with slip fits and clamps. Yep. Um, and you probably don't use an impact on those band clamps, and then it, like, shakes and rattles and then gets crooked. Yeah. So. But, you know, if you come here and you have an exhaust installed, that's just something we do. Um, you know, whether if it's hardware that needs to be replaced, um, you know, that's stuff that we do. Uh, it's just yeah. we're always looking out for the better of your vehicle. I stress to the guys all the time, hey, man, when this is in our bay... Uh, you know, we're f even though we're only doing a brake upgrade and coilovers, we're kind of fully responsible for the entire vehicle. Yeah. Um, you know, or if they're coming here for a timing set, a turbo, and a clutch, we're kind of at this point responsible to make sure the entire drivetrain is operational. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy just drove here from six to eight hours away, maybe shipped the car from yeah, Florida. Yeah, wherever it may be. Um, you know, he came here because he wants us to take care of every inch of this thing. And, you know, I've never emailed a customer and been like hey man it needs this this and that we you know this is what we should do and they're always super responsive so um well we're not we're not just you know we're not just a here install this shop yeah. you know people don't come in for just a muffler uh you know when you bring your car here we're gonna look it over we're gonna tell you and <clears throat> every shop that you take something to like we found out at bell tire today yeah. they're gonna try and sell you extra stuff but when we say that you need something you or, actually need it yeah we definitely sell stuff we do you not need. try and sell anything we get we're way too busy to try and sell you extra parts you know if, you, if your <laughs> yeah. build's done we're pulling in another one yeah. so yeah tell um, me about it like whenever i'm driving a customer car to tune it after the install bay works on it i'm like uh hey this guy could use this this guy could use that and like i can see Bo, Bo just roll his eyes. <laughs> so it's like, it's, 
not we're not trying to just sell you snake oil like if we say no. you need something it really needs it and it's no. going to probably be really hard for us to get it in the bay again to um get that done if you say you want it done so yeah because we've got anywhere from 10 to 20 customer cars at any time i yeah. mean yeah. we try and keep it to a minimum as much as possible but you know they do stack up on us yeah yeah something else we do that maybe not everybody does is especially on the big builds we put a lot of miles on them before they go back a lot of miles yep. just um, regular driving not not tuning not beating on them just drive make sure them. there's no yeah. leaks make sure there's you know no drivability yep. issues we, we literally have people send us their car from, let's say, California. They'll ship their car to us. We'll do whatever we're going to do to it. And then they'll fly here and drive it to California. Mm-hmm. Like, this happens, like, monthly oh, at, yeah. at bare minimum. So, like, yeah, we're, we're, our mechanic will take it home a night or, you know, Bo or I will be taking it home, tuning it and driving it to put miles on it. I mean, we do that just because we want your experience to be the best you know the best possible yeah yeah we're we're selling a not just a service it's a whole package yeah um you know we've we do we know these cars are getting old and we know they need the extra attention to detail so that's where we really try and focus when the build's done you know um it's pretty standard for 250 miles to be put on the car then they come in for a fluid check and a bolt check Mm -hmm. and just make sure everything is right and tight um from there there's always adjustments to be made and then you know we better it from there and then it normally comes in for one more fluid check the day it leaves as well so i mean it's 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 definitely a lot of things i mean we do so many things that you know if we had if we charge for every ounce of our time (laughs) you would you would have a forty thousand dollar bill in no time yeah you know it's you know we understand how important that is for you and how important it is you know to make sure you have the best experience with our parts and while your car is here, you know, so we're willing to sacrifice. Adam Project, you'd kind of be shocked. We get, uh, like like we said, California, Florida, Texas. I mean, we've got a 600-horsepower cobalt here from Texas that's getting transported back. Like, if if you've got a platform car... Yeah, don't let the distance bug you whatsoever. Yeah, like, it's... Here, if we're... I actually have personal experience with this. Like, this is back, like pre 2000 before I worked at ZZP because I started ZZP in a one, but, um, I spent like probably $17,000 on my eclipse building it myself. Yep. And I, and like a good amount of that money was just like paying to fix it because I didn't do it right. Like if I could have gone back in time, I might not have ended up working at ZZB if I did, but like, you know, and that would be bad because I love this place. But if I could have gone back in time, I would have just saved all that money and just brought it to the ZZP of my Eclipse at the time and just had them do it. And the results would have been far better than me doing it myself. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a cool part of doing it yourself, but there's also a lot of wasted money in fixing all your stupid mistakes. Oh yeah. You know, I've, I've come to the realization I'm busy. I'm tuning. I I have things that I am really good at doing and I'm better off doing those things. And then having Chris or Ryan do my mechanic work on my vehicle. If I need a turbo swapped on my Sonic, which I need, to Z04 on it, <laughs> um, you know, Chris or Ryan is going to be the one doing it, and I will just sit in my office and I will tune customer cars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, there is nothing wrong with just bringing it here. Like the build not bought, like 
I That's can't even count dumb the amount of statement. cars that come here with that sticker on their back window, and we <laughs> fully build them. <laughs> like, and and like Tim said, there's there's nothing wrong with doing it yourself. You know, whether you can't afford someone else to work on your car, or or don't want to, or or you don't want to, yeah. you just enjoy like me and Al the journey of building yep. a car and learning new things and uh until you break it on the racetrack until then. you break it on the racetrack and then chris has to fix it <laughs> <laughs> but but same thing with tim it it's a time it, it's a time commitment because i i broke the flywheel on the cobalt and if i was going to do it myself i would eventually do it but it would probably sit here for a while yeah. and then one day i'd be like oh man i really really should get on that and i'd start it and instead i'll pay these guys get it out of my way and then i can go back to loving the car that's exactly what i was talking about like yes you you might enjoy working on the car and if you enjoy working on the car obviously do it yeah but like you are needed at ZZP <laughs> enough to where you're better off handing your keys to Chris uh-huh. to fix your clutch yep. and then get back to R&D and he's products gonna, on ZZP. And he's going to do it three times faster than I ever could. <laughs> yeah. So, like so three weeks faster. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Oh. Not wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you enjoy working on your car, that's great. And if you really pay attention to detail to where you don't make mistakes, that's great. But like if, it, you know, if working on your car is not your thing, there's nothing wrong with just dropping it off here and we'll do it. Yeah. And and then it's under warranty. So, I mean, even if we screw it up by chance, um, it's covered under warranty and you don't have to take your car back apart because you potentially did something wrong. Yeah. Uh, um, Jason, we can uh, go ahead and install that F40 for you if you want, because your, your F35 is long gone. Yeah, hit me up. I got an F40 estimate. I'll send you ASAP. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's, I mean, on the topic of that, I, we'll, uh, one thing customers don't understand is that we're willing to hold or set aside parts for you for... I mean, I've, I've held parts for a long time, but you know, six months, Yeah. if you want to, if you're like, Hey, I can't do it now. You don't need to buy all the parts, have them shipped to your house. Then just to bring them back to ZZP, we can hang on to them for you here. And then when you bring the car in, we can go ahead and fulfill those parts and bring them out to the, and put them on your car. Like they were with your car the whole time. Um, Although there is something nice about having, having a big stack for, from being a car guy, I completely (laughs) understand if you want to just look at the stack for six months, (laughs) but the, the, the problem with that is where that lies is you always forget something. Uh huh. And then me and Chris are sitting here digging through your parts, seeing what you forgot. (laughs) Yeah. But we missed something on that last one that Hill. What about it? That came with a car load of parts. Yeah. Full entry level kit. All, he actually did a really good yeah. job. Yeah. Um, customer out of Florida sent us a Cobalt with an entry-level kit, all the cooling mods, and a full exhaust in the trunk. How he got it all in there, I'm not sure. <laughs> Stage 2 camps, too. And a timing set. Yeah. Big. Was there a clutch? Yeah, I did a clutch in that one, too. <laughs> he had everything covered. Because <laughs> you're going to need a clutch on your entry-level kit. Yeah. Because- <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. My entry-level kit starts out as entry-level kit. Cooling mods, clutch and capitals. Yep. Because clutch yeah. is the key. Yeah. The, the, it will not last. No. Our our ion lasted one dyno pull. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we got the entry level kit on, and me and Al went to the dyno, and we're like, oh, boy. Yeah. And even that goblin yep. we just did didn't. 
That didn't hold up either. We, even I, that light car. Yeah, we had yeah. A, we had a goblin in here, and we had talked and him on around about the clutch a lot, and we're like, ah, it's light. Maybe it can do it on low boost. No. And my suggestion no. is, you know, don't play around. Let's just do the FX500. It's oh, the clutch. Favorite clutch ever. It's yeah. the clutch Chris prefers um, for many reasons. Although Tyler's car... He's got kind of that hybrid setup that I. Yeah, really I got like. I got a little uh, secret sauce with a GMPP pressure plate and an FX500 disc. That was that and was it, money. It it drives really good. I don't know what it would potentially hold, uh, and I won't really. It doesn't really matter because it's a stock pulley blower car, but it feels real good. Shifts fast, nice, and brakes fly bubbles. Yeah, <laughs> that happens. Um, Mr. Moore, oh uh, six. Cobalt uh, stage two kit on it falls on his face. I'm gonna first say probably intercooler pump. Yeah. Um, if your if your IET twos are through the frickin' roof, then um, you probably need an intercooler pump. So first thing is get a get a HP tuner interface and scan it. Yeah. Um, a- HP tuner is really we can't recommend it enough. Even even if you don't tune the car, just as a diagnostic tool is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean those uh, like. Pretty much every 2004 ion, the inner core pumps are wired backwards. And and 05 cobalts and some 06s and like... Yep. And pretty much every 05 cobalt is also wired backwards. And you know, like you said, it's some 06s. So verify your polarity on your inner core pump. Make sure your inner core pump is working and full of fluid and get a scan. Yeah, because in our ZZP tunes, we have it set up that if you get over a certain IT2, it'll cut boost. So if it's falling flat on its face... It could also be fuel pressure related. I mean, there there are so many different things that it could possibly be. Uh, HP tuners can lend us uh, insight into what your car is doing, and and we can usually help you from there. Uh, but without data, it's it's always tough. Uh, Noah, South Bend Stage Three. I, personally, I would go for a Clutch Masters over that. Um, yeah, they they drive good, but they don't shift well at high well, RPM. What uh, happens is a uh, South Bend spends so much time on the pedal feel mm-hmm. that they, you know, a, a pressure plate is basically a seesaw. You know, it's how much your foot moves on the pedal to how much the fingers disengage the clutch. Yep. And Clutch Masters is like, we don't care how stiff your pedal is, it's deal with work. it. Yeah, but it's gonna work. Uh, where South Bend is like, oh, we'll we'll take it easy on your leg, but but it might not shift at 7,000 right. RPM. But even so. the Clutch Master's pressure plate is not... It's not bad at not all. Bad. Even on the FX500, it's... It's a very positive yeah, feel, but it not bad. puts it in a good spot. You know, it is stiffer than stock, obviously. It has to be. But it's not... It's not break your leg, you know, the, especially compared to clutches from 10 years ago. Uh, you know, you'd hop into a car with an aftermarket clutch and you'd be like, oh, this is terrible. But you can drive an FX500 all day. I don't think any of our clutches are scary on as no. far as feel. The, the only one that, that was no fun was the, the <laughs> twin disc in Tim's car. Yeah. In the sky. In yeah, the sky. It was a light switch. Man. Yeah. And it was stiff. It yeah. was stiff. Put a different master cylinder and it still made it pretty much undrivable. Uh, Mr. Paul Clark, um, 
for your goblin, um, if your clutch is holding, which I'm assuming it'll probably hold forever because it's a goblin, um, don't touch it. It's one of those go fast, not brokes, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. However, you could put an LNF pressure plate on an LSJ. It, everything is completely fine. Technically, you kind of want to shim the pressure plate bolts because the LNF flywheel has a bigger alignment pinhole. So oh, the really? alignment pins center on it and, and they won't it won't properly center itself hmm. um, we used to have these little sleeves that went over the alignment pins okay so you'd put them in you'd put the pressure plate over them you'd tighten it down and then you pull the the ah, pins out so it was centered yeah yeah um, but we we gave up on that but yeah Paul leave it alone um, unless it's slipping and if it's slipping an LNF um, OEM clutch is more than enough for a pretty good build goblin yeah, yeah just, just do the LSJ clutch upgrade kit yeah 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 the ZCP clutch upgrade kit anybody is on a blower enough. that's my recommendation is yeah. the lsj clutch upgrade kit uh, I, I my i have a big fan of only running enough clutch that you absolutely need because what'll happen is you know my kid my son is 18 <laughs> and he can shift the crap out of his cobalt and he's like i can shift so fast and i'm like <laughs> you do shift pretty fast and it's pretty smooth and you run fast times with the car yeah, but does. that's because it's a stock organic clutch uh-huh. as soon as you put a grippy clutch in it it's way harder to shift super fast the the reason like I have an AB on this. Ashley's car has the GM clutch in it. And then my car has the race, you know, the clutch masters race clutch in it. I can shift Ashley's car quicker than I can shift my own because that organic clutch just gives you a little bit of slip yep. to where you can shift it lightning fast. Yeah. And then it'll mine, start it to kinda, slip before you fully disengage. And yeah. And, the, and then like with mine, it's so grippy that it kind of like, like, bucks the car and kind of like mm-hmm. you know there's like a slight stutter on a super fast shift and then it kind of has to re-spool yeah so uh, um oem based clutches like our you know ours our zzp lsj clutch upgrade kit is great um the gm um clutch upgrade is great for a sonic, sonic that's yeah. like all, full bolt-on yep um yeah keep it semi-oem uh arcane we can do the fuel line setup, but you, you, you'll you need to source your own 05 plus uh, fuel rail setup because the, the 04 has a different line. Uh, and actually, we found out the other day that some early 05s red lines also had the weird fuel line setup uh, that won't work with our... So if you find an 06 Cobalt or somebody parts one of them out, uh, if you need any reference photos, let me know, and I'll I'll let you know. But uh, Noah, uh, South Bend for a blower car? Yeah, that's that's fine. But personally, I'd go with the LSJ clutch upgrade. Yeah, Anything yes, over that I one. would too. Um, on the topic of fuel line stuff, we're really a big fan of that Delta chassis fuel line kit. Woo. We install that a lot. Yeah. We sell a ton of them. Yeah, I mean, well, they all rot out. There's no good <laughs> every time, option. No. Every time we don't install one, we get the car out and we're like, let's pull fuel. It back. Let's we fuel. pull it back in for the final leak check and it's, why do I smell gas? Yep. And it's leaking by the left they rear tire. They all do it. They Unless you have a fully southern kept car its entire life. I don't, and even, I don't believe that either because no, Douglas Pryor and yeah. HHR did the, did the same thing. There's some heat wrap around the lines yep. where it goes up over the axle and they get wet in there and they rust. Just, yep. It doesn't matter where the car is from. Yeah. No. Even the uh, really nice LSJ uh, uh, cobalt that keeps coming back every Monday for more upgrades. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. So um, we got this guy uh, who he comes in. He's, he came in with a stock cobalt. 
And then we did like stage kits, stage kit stuff. And then we did like a cat back. And then we did like, um, you know, a pulley and switch them to E85. And then we did coilovers, control <laughs> arms. Yep. And sway bars. And so he comes in every Monday. He has Mondays off, and I've scheduled him every Monday for like a month. And so, you know, we, we started out with a stock cobalt and then, you know, breaks, the whole deal. And then now he's coming in next, this Monday for a TBS. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. boy. So, like, it's getting real now. In six weeks, we've taken a cobalt, six <laughs> weeks worth of Mondays, and he hangs out in the waiting room all day. Yep. Um, you know, which honestly, I don't recommend, but, you yeah. know, there's not much to do there. <laughs> yeah. If you want, if you want to bring your car here, plan on just leaving it with us and we'll take care of it and get a hold of you when it's done. But you know, if you know, he's super understanding. I'm like, well, we can only do these three things if you're going to wait. Um, so we've done that. And it like, like I said, six weeks worth of Mondays and now, now we're at putting a TBS on his car next Monday. So you're yep. going to have fun tuning it. <laughs> Cause and he's it's got blue. Be, it's and, blue too. Yeah. Uh, I love it. But anyway, where I was going with that is super clean car. Never seen a winner one of the first things we did was the Delta fuel yeah. line kit. Yep. And that our fuel line won't ever rust because it's not metal. So you and put it in. And let's not forget a lot of the late model stuff. Like they don't come with fuel filters. Yeah. All they have is a, like a filter sock on the, on the fuel, fuel pump in the back. Like yep. um, all the, line. all the later model stuff, like the Sonics and the, you know, the ATSVs and the LTGs, if I recall, like, you know, and we're working on fuel lines and fuel filter kits for all of them. Yeah. So I know I we LTG have one is the only thing we don't have it for yet. Right. Yeah. And, and yep. we need to, yeah, we do. The uh, Sonic is just a simple one. I don't know if that's on the website, but we need to get it on the website if it's not. I don't think it is. That's just like an inline filter. Yeah, we need to do that one too. Yeah, I'll work on that next week. Yeah. Uh, lowering an 07 red line. Uh, rack, spacers, rack spacers are more for bump steer. Uh, if you're lowering, you want a rotated rear trans mount. And then um, really that's about it. I Personally, I've gone through enough sets of lowering springs and struts and replacing everything and tearing them all apart just go to coilovers mm-hmm. like it you get fresh everything you get fresh mounts you get adjustability you get all that and uh ours really aren't that expensive overall when you compare getting new struts getting mounts. springs mount you know yeah. top hats because delta top hats all clunk after yeah. a while so uh but you know i have uh zzp lowering springs on my blue cobalt right now that are getting replaced with low with uh coilovers <laughs> so <laughs> it's bo yep <laughs> <laughs> like the stink Hence the spray. (laughs) Oh, uh, we're not putting a best Lauren red line. Uh, We're not putting a uh, two step on the regal or whatever you said about two step in the regal. No. (laughs) Doesn't need that. It spools on the brake too much already. Yeah, that that thing gets down at all RPMs. That's great about, you know. It's got a rowdy converter in it. It's got a properly sized turbo. Like, that thing doesn't need any more out of the hole. Nope. He can launch the crap out of that thing. Uh, in the coupe with coupe, rotated rear trans mount, super easy to yep. install. 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's five. We'll give it a minute or two longer. But uh, if anybody has any last-minute questions, otherwise, we'll go for what are you guys doing this weekend? Trail whipping. Trail whipping. You taking the taking the truck? Yeah. Okay. 
And Bo's coming if he gets his Jeep working. Yep. <laughs> going, I am jetting out of here as soon as we shut this down, and I'm going to go fix up my Jeep and hopefully see Chris in the morning to break it again. <laughs> hopefully not break it again. Nobody's well, bringing a trailer. I go fast, don't break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John Franks, no, you don't. You don't upgrade your uh, stock inline pump. That one, or not inline, but in tank pump. The LNFs have a great. Yeah, so LNF um, on any fuel you want to run, eighty five or ninety three stock LNF fuel pump up until five fifty is what we recommend. Yeah, uh, V three versus Z O four. Actually, there's a video that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks, yep. and even we were shocked. Yep. At how good the Z04 was. I mean, yeah. we know how good it is. Tim's like, yeah, my V3 is going to pull out, and then the Z04 is going to pull Hold up. Out. Hold up. And then... Video's coming. Right? I, I'm not I'm not saying anything more other than that. <laughs> I will say the V3 pulled. <laughs> the V3 pulled. It did. Video's coming up. As yep, Tim video, says. Video's coming. <laughs> uh, you hear the salt in his voice? <laughs> Uh, Cody, no, don't worry about the rear sway bar affecting you in the winter. If anything, it makes parking lot drifting more fun. But uh, you, with the rear sway bar on a Delta car, it'll drive just as good as normal driving down the road. Yeah, I daily drove our old Saturn for a whole winter, and it was actually probably one of my most favorite winter vehicles. Yeah, it's a good Cruise cruise was good too. You just got to have good tires and don't be a dummy. Yep. Mostly don't be a dummy. Mostly don't be a dummy. Yeah. Tim, what you doing this weekend? Probably working on the base model and just relaxing. Nice. It's going to be a few weekends lately. Beautiful weekend. Yeah. Up here here in Michigan. Should be riding shotgun with Bull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll text you tonight if I get the Jeep running. Um, the, I'm going to blow some leaves too. Yep. I got to do that. Yeah, well, I got to chop up too. some leaves because I'm too lazy and I don't want to rake them. <laughs> so I just mulch over them. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, you do you. It's your hey, yard. Uh, hey, Mr. Kish, I've got a uh, 696 at 101 Ooh. for my eighth mile time in my uh, 3800 car. Bill, I love you, brother. I don't know my best eighth mile time, but it's faster than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking about it, Bill. We need to turbo swap that thing, man. Yep. So we you can do. go real fast. Dang. My best eighth is a 7.1 in the Sonic. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Would really. you run a 696 in? My Grand Prix. Nice. That was uh, circa 2003. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> Jesus. If I could only years. redo that again, like it would be way faster than that. But <laughs> that was no E85 either. No. It's at, not to get on a tangent, but I think the air was just thinner back then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Probably. all these old parts went yeah. so fast. You know, it was thin. Yeah, exactly. But, but Matt, the air that was thin. Matt and Zoom always talk about like all these records and, you know, when you guys were in the heyday of the Grand Prix area and there was no E85. And now no. we're like, I can't live without E85. Yeah. No. It would suck to live somewhere without it. But yeah, you and guys. So many work. people, like, we love E85, but. You know, I'm always, I'm always like talking to everybody here and we're, I'm like, we can't just push E85 to everybody because like from my remote tuning, most people can't get it. And whenever we go to tail the dragon, like, oh yeah, I basically made it like uh, nine hours South and then never saw E85 ever again. Yeah. We didn't see any, and I cannot believe how crappy the 93 was. Um, yeah. It's terrible. I had a remote tune customer today 
uh, Z Z3 turbo kit, and Ooh, yeah, we're trying to turn the boost up. We're trying to turn the boost up. It's fat. We got low timing, but it's still knocking. And I'm like, man, try a different gas station. Tries a different gas station. I'm like, oh, my, that's a little better. I'm like, I, I, your fuel is just it's just not good. I'm like, man, we're I, we're so blessed, I guess, around here. Yeah, we are. Yeah, and, um, the, the the quality of fuel that you get at any pump, mm-hmm. whether if it's 93 or 85. All right. And Jake, like, I've seen some 91 cars run better than 93 cars. So, I mean, 91 isn't necessarily bad. It's just all about the quality of the fuel. Mm-hmm. If you've got good 91, then you're fine. Um, you, But yeah, I, I have E85 people that get, like, E60. Oof. You know, E85 is, you know, let's say... That 60% is ethanol. Ethanol is like, what, 112 to 115 octane? Yeah. 104, 106, somewhat. Okay. Um, 85, no, 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 no. No, like the ethanol. Oh. Ethanol itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever is not ethanol-based is 70 octane. Yeah. So if you get E60 or E65, that is 70 octane that is offsetting your 112-ish, 115 octane um, ethanol. So that'll knock your octane down really fast. Yeah, so I've had, really fast. I've had customers send me scans of E85 cars that are like E65, E70, and I'm like, um... Why don't you just run that out and put and go back to ninety three and yeah. send me a scan and the and the car performs better. Yep. So like just because you have E eighty five, like you know, utilize that flex fuel kit. Keep an eye on that ethanol percent. If it's not at least you know seventy two to you know yeah, or more, um, you might be better off with just your local premium. Yep. Or or buying like you boost, know some five gallon cans of you know E ninety eight and just mixing it in a little bit with your your premium gas. Yeah, because if you can get pre mixed, even pre mixed good E eighty five from whomever, they're gonna mix it with ninety three instead of garbage fuel. So yes, uh, if if you have that luxury, take yeah, it. Yeah, if you have it. All right, cool. I'll check my slip when I get home, Bill, and uh, send you my eighth mile time. I got my <laughs> slips at home. Anything else, Chris? No. Yeah, I guess, guys, if you want uh, any installs, hit up uh, service at ZZPerformance.com. Me and Chris will get you taken care of. All right. Take it easy.